Greetings and salutations from the deck of the Tidebreaker listeners. The waves here are lapping against the planks and boards as we sail into another episode of Dead Men Roll No Crits. This is your GM, aka the captain around these parts, Patrick, ready to make the crew swab the decks and raise the top sails as we set off for yet another adventure. Joining me tonight are five crewmates and players. You know them better as Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and Tyler. How are you folks doing tonight? Hello. Wait, Wait. Patrick, you said five players? Let me count them out. Jabert, Rebecca, Seth, and... Oh, that's right, listeners. I did say five players as we invite a new player to our table and the podcast. Please welcome in... uh, uh, Join me in welcoming, that is, uh, Jonathan, a.k.a. Golden Paul, to the show. Golden Paul Discord. Yay. Hello, hello. Oh, applause. Everyone, fan everyone, fan. everyone clap like twice true. as fast, so it sounds like there's more people. Uh, <laughs> you, Jonathan, uh, welcome. I'm, I'm happy to announce are the first of a few of our Patreon subscribers at the, the Dragon Master tier that they're going to join in on the crew of the Tidebreakers Adventures um, in no particular order and in, you know, whenever people have time. <laughs> is one thing I've, I've opened up as we have a pirate crew fill up. Patrick, you realize you made this podcast pay to win. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I need to start killing off some some pirates. You guys have to go up against something. <laughs> no, we just need a bigger too. ship. Bigger ship, bigger um, crew, yeah, more yeah. Patreon members. <laughs> Spin-off uh, series. Jonathan, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, the uh, the backup crew when they get their own ship, <laughs> we'll we'll do the the second podcast uh, or third podcast. Uh, so first of all, I say at the end of every episode, but I want to uh, thank you and supporters on Patreon like yourself for backing up Cosmic Crit, making this show possible. Jonathan, we've spoken over the years on the the Discord. A lot about Starfinder. <laughs> uh, what What is your experience with Pathfinder and Pathfinder Second Edition? Absolutely nothing. Oh I, my! I have I, I have got a digital copy of the book that I started reading about a week ago. <laughs> nice. Oh my! Thankfully, it's a very brisk read, so you probably have gone from cover to cover a few times. Well, sure. I was so interested to find out that Pathfinder Second Edition's development started before starfinders official development and they just started kind of uh you know branching off at the same time doing similar but different things so you'll see some stuff that did end up in starfinder but for the most part things like the three point uh three action economy and and things like that they i don't think had completely chiseled out yet and Mm. um yeah yeah so you and some other patreon subscribers uh have made up player characters to join the crew of the Tidebreaker. Uh, Before we start, without spoiling much of your character, can you tell me what you're most excited about adding this PC to the crew of a pirate ship? Ooh, the fun and shenanigans we can get up to. Looking forward to doing some crazy stuff. (laughs) Fun and shenanigans. I think Jabert knows what kind of character he's playing (laughs) immediately. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, without further ado, let's get into it because we've got a whopper of a tale to get to this week. Uh, This week's adventure, it does not, I repeat, does not start aboard the Tidebreaker. Oh, no. But instead, we see the 
A few of the crew on the small magical boat hat owned by none other than Alaris Dalcaran. The small boat at its helm, we see Captain Cassius peering through a mist over the waters at dusk as you make your way through what looks like a, a small bay. Honto and Condoso, each an oar apiece, silently rowing, and at the back of the boat, uh, a miserable-looking itchy-toe Greg um, steering the vessel while simultaneously trying to scratch his big toe through his boot. I see. We're taking him out to sea to dump his body. <laughs> no, no. Oh, we're trying to catch the big fish. We're just going to stick him on the end of the hook and throw him into the water and then get, we'll catch us a big one. I'm sorry. I thought we determined that the itchy toe was a phantom itchy toe, right? At the end of that his is, peg leg. That well, is why he is his, trying to itch it. His good toe is still itchy. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's, he's, so all, he's got toes. other toes. Technically should be itchy toes, Greg. But, uh, it, it's his second, his backup in the jewel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, uh, few toes aren't itchy, Greg. Uh, you see behind you guys, the Tidebreaker is moored a distance from the shore in the deeper waters. Um, but yeah, even through the mist uh, to either side of you, you see a couple more of the the Tidebreaker's uh, smaller boats uh, loaded to the brim with booty from the Sambalots and your, your other conquests while aboard... The, the shackles the last few weeks. As the mist parts, you guys come within sights of the, the dock that you're you're headed to and treated to a grisly feast for your eyes. This port on the southwestern tip of Shark Island is raised up uh, on a, a cliff face overlooking the, the shallow inlet sound. Uh, a huge gatehouse and a defensive wall line the, the coast up there. And as you disembark onto the docks, have your boat turned back into a hat, you can see giant spikes lining these these walls and spaced about a foot apart are hundreds of bleached white sea devil skulls uh, amongst about an eighth of a mile of parapets that you can see here. Hundreds of them. Uh, this is the rough and tumble homestead of the pirate lord Avamar Sorinash. This is the township of Olo. O L L O. Is there any kind of knowledge check I can make to know more about the port? Um, you might be able to, with some uh, sailing lore or knowledge nobility of these waters, find out a bit about the lord. But yeah, this looks like a pretty war torn and, uh, and ravaged uh, city. All right, I will. I think I'll roll just to see what maybe any insight Cassius has had in his travels. Oh, he's rolled pretty good. Ooh. You know a lot more than Alaris does. Eighteen on the dice, yeah. Um, so you know this indeed to be. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if Port Peril is like the roughest of pirate places, this is this is much worse. Uh, you you've heard tell of. Uh, Lord Sorinash ruling with a uh, not so much not so much a, a, a whip and um, but uh, uh, he, he's got this town under his his thumb completely. There is tell. There's there's scuttlebutt 
Tyler. Cassius has heard scuttlebutt that the pirate lord allows the Sahuin tribes to raid the city um, regularly and will even open the gates from time to time to let them feast upon some of his own citizens as this place is right along the Sea Devil Coast where, I mean, other settlements and cities have completely perished uh, coming under attack of these Sea Devils. Um, yeah, is a downright Lovecraftian. I mean, yeah, they, they have to serve whatever dark forces that they are worshiping under the waters there and um, part of the time the city does fight back a great deal but they rarely take the fight underwater to the sea devils if I hear a single Pythagan I'm getting out of here along the coast here it takes you a better part of an hour uh, talking to some of the warehouse managers and and, and folks to secure a fair price for the, the booty that you're bringing in but all in all is about three and a half points of plunder you're turning in from massive bolts of Ramadumi cloth to small caches of weapons, uh, giant crates of copper ore. And in total, uh, each point of plunder is 100 gold pieces. So it's a, a hefty chunk. Uh, we do have to talk a bit about housekeeping here at the beginning because you have a few options of what you can do with this gold. First off, you can pay Rickety Hake outright with this haul. Um, that is, you know, part of the contract that you made with him. Um, and that's 200 gold coin immediately there. Doing so would leave you with, what, 150? But uh, one whole point of plunder, at the very least, needs to be doled out as shares to the crew. So there's a little bit less than that. Um, the other option is, as per your arrangement, you can submit your books to him and only have him take one third of this haul and kind of put that away for him and send it back as part of a, a payment plan. Uh, so one third of it is about 166 gold, 66 silver, leaving with 233 gold, 33 silver. And I, yeah. I think if we're discussing this, Cassius, I think, would be more inclined to or maybe voice his initial thoughts as just wanting to pay outright. He doesn't necessarily like being tied to something. And, you know, the longer we let Rickety Hake's debt extend, the more likely he is to call it in at some time that could be inconvenient. You know, well, we trust him for now, but he's still an ex-pirate. And if something happens, he could always try to collect whatever how much, how much did we owe him in total? 200 gold 200. coins, yeah. Um, so that, well, the other thing is the next time you put in the port and sell, uh, he's taking one third of whatever you sell. So that could be a lot more than this. That could be yeah. five points of plunder, in which case he's taking uh, over what he is owed. Yeah, compound interest is a... Uh, heck of a thing <laughs> but yeah it's not a compound i mean you can just sell a single point of plunder um you know as, as it comes <laughs> to yeah. uh to make up the the remainder of that 200 which is what only 40 54 gold or something like that but yeah cassius could uh could always just run this past his new uh clerical cleric <laughs> <laughs> yeah what what's what would uh 
what would our, our new bookkeeper Bartleby say? Uh, uh, Bartleby uh, would would confirm that uh, it is best to go ahead and get this debt off your books so that the rest of it is just pure gravy. Um, because Which, uh, I mean, one of the other reasons, uh, I mean, I, I guess one of the other negatives of that is you will have to make straight away going back to Rickety Hakes from here. Oh, we can't send it. I mean, how how would you send that gold? You want you want to wire 166 no, gold pieces? Western yeah. Union. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys, Western Union, all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Um, I mean, yeah, that's mighty inconvenient, but it's about a week's journey. So I mean, it's not it's not crazy. Um, from Shark Island to, over there, with with good winds. But something to, to keep in mind is you do have to kind of make this just the first leg of your, your journey and, and head back towards the mainland. I mean, we're going to have to go back to pay him at some point anyway, right? It's true. So, I mean, it's just give now it or later. It doesn't really it's a matter. big haul. All right. So what I'm hearing is indeed pay him off. Yeah. I say the- let's get rid of our debt as quickly as possible. And we have the means yeah. to do it. So I think we should. Yeah. So that means you've got a point and a half left of plunder. Uh, one of that point is being doled out among 40 shares to the crew. There are 32 of you guys on board the ship, last I counted, and an extra eight shares for um, the officers, seven shares for officers, and one extra share that you handed out during the pirate games, if memory serves. Yep. Sharga's taken like a majority of if we have um, that many shares how many sunnies do we have God. Uh, someone someone mute Seth. I'm, I'm sorry you don't worry I'll take care of it <laughs> oh boy that that was dangerously close to getting caught <laughs> uh, no 40 40 shares which uh, each point uh, each share of this uh, plunder being sold is two gold and five silver. So you guys can all add five gold to your your banks, I guess, uh, as officers. Okay. And that leaves 50 gold left over, which you can just divide amongst the officers, see fit, or keep in reserve as kind of like a ship until you get your next point of plunder, whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. we have a lot, we have a, we have a lot of like regular gear we need to to sell as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's something can, you can do we'll, here. We can do that after. Yeah, we can do that off air after this. Well, Olo's a fun name. It's you, just kind of be like Olo. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess another thing that Cassius would do really quick, maybe while they're talking finances, is just tell everybody what he knows of the port of Olo and mm-hmm. just kind of end cap it. You know, with this is not a port that's going to be as kind to us as others have in the past. Try to keep your head down and be on your best behavior. Looking directly at Honto. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, we're not here to dole out charity or or, or free savior uh, for everybody, every poor folk that we see pass by us. So let's just try to be on our business and get out of this accursed place. Alara's rolled a two on her sailing check, so she doesn't have a whole lot to add, but she does add a fun fact that the name of Olo is a palindrome. Take note. Nobody write that down. <laughs> no one dare. No, that is, yeah, that is how it is spelled. Um, I see bees I won. Listening uh, to 
uh, some of the harbor masters and things, you realize that the the pirate lord himself is not here at the islands. Um, the last time he was here was maybe a few weeks back uh, when they come in to port. Um, him and his crew often take long trips into the, the center of the island. But yeah, as you continue on into the, the township, climbing up the steep path along the, the cliffside to the guarded gatehouse, you see uh, guards kind of wearing the, the pirate lord's colors, um, black and red. And you see a fairly uh, frightened members of, of the township as, as you pass them by. Indeed, villagers will kind of shutter their windows and those out and about after 6 p.m. here across the other side of the street when they see a large gang of pirates <laughs> that, that you guys are uh, walking Yark. towards the, the nearest saloon. Yeah, we just walk by and just kind of casually go, yar. 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 Tip my cap. Yar. Yar. In the town's yar. center is another grisly visage as you see a number of, of dead men in cages, some withered to bones, others fairly fresh corpses with signs hanging beneath them in a simplistic hand that read thieving and murdering. But that is second nature to the huge uh, 30 foot wide cage, a domed kind of structure built in the town square covered with netting and, and palm fronds and inside uh, the cage it is, it is dark but you get the sense as you move closer to it of a large, sorry, no, a, a huge creature inside kind of moving about. You get a, a whiff, uh, a smell of a beast from within that cage. And as you guys are kind of gawking and looking through, a, a local will come over to you and say, uh, I wouldn't get too close to the cage masters. Lord Sorenash and his crew came back from the islands and Terrier with that beast a few moons back. It's a great lizard with steel shields running down its back. A massive tail with teeth on it. Lord Sorenash calls it the Thagomizer, he does. Says the next criminal caught stealing gets fed to the beasts. Thank um, you, Exposition Eddie. Can, uh, can I make a nature check to try to identify what kind of a... Uh, a crazy animal has shields on its back and spikes on its on its tail. I'm sure it's your Bert knows, but does Candoso? That's a great question. Knowledge, uh, anim, animal nature knowledge, uh, DC 23. Ooh, okay, got to roll. A this is a, it's a rare creature. Not going to do it for me. Oh, you've got a three on the dice. You have no clue. It is some kind of terrible lizard indeed inside this cage. A I terrible lizard. Some sort of dinosaur. Oh, we're, we're back. Maybe. You think you've got some more info? Oh, Don't probably not. Those thunder we'll lizards. see. Nope. Nope. <laughs> four on the dice. Oh, oh I'm here. liking these. the start of this week's episode. You guys just bring oh. over your dice rolls from last week. Uh, yeah, you guys aren't, aren't sure what it is. You can just kind of peer into the darkness and, and see what kind of crazy monster this thing is, but uh, yeah. Cassius will say, how long has it been in that cage? Do they feed it? Months now, I, I've, I've seen a few go in and and, and and throw out all kinds of scraps and things. I don't like, like, like to get close to it myself, lest I become its next meal. Probably a wise decision, mate. Yeah, uh, continuing on towards the the 
the largest bar in town you've been pointed to to start telling tales. Alaris, uh, something catches your eye uh, in, in one of the windows here. In what looks like a small apothecary shop, you see a flag uh, inside against a, a chest. A flag you would know anywhere it is. You see the, the purple and greens of your Uncle Olivier's ship flag hanging there. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, she would rush over to to see what it what it was connected to. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's just kind of like hanging up uh, against the wall over um, a table with tons of uh, bottles and jars and things like that. Um, the the store is open if you want to to go in and, and strike up a combo. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone else can continue on to the bar, obviously splitting, splitting the party, making this a little easier. Or you can hang out. It's up to you. <laughs> no, I, I think guests would just look at her because because she really wanted to go shopping. Didn't <laughs> didn't know she was into that kind of thing. Didn't Let's go get a bite. Did she tell Greg stays watch too? It's like we we got a Gatlin. Can I bring Owlbear? Me and Anto's got her. Uh, Owlbear. Uh, no, I think I think Greg has it handled. <laughs> Go ahead and continue to the bar. Owlbear's definitely at the bar already getting the party started. Uh, inside the <laughs> shop, you see a number of medical curiosities preserved in, in glass jars um, from very large eyeballs to, to whole human hands and bones of creatures. Um, dried out and arrayed scientifically along the wall here. Uh, the smells of medicinal herbs and potent reagents sting your nostrils as you you walk in and see an older human man wiping down some instruments and he says well, hello there, name's uh, uh, Fitch, welcome to Fitch's Fixes. Pulled tooths five copper and if you got the gold I can give you a 24 carat replacement for ye. You recognize obviously a Perfectly performed Talden accent. And oh, I've got I've got art for Fitch. Uh Hanelius Fitch, this is what this guy looks like. Hmm. It almost looks like <laughs> it kind of looks like it's his 111th birthday, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh this is yeah, this is uh, an older human man, kind of gray hair, perhaps a little dignified. He's got some some mutton chops, but shaved face otherwise, and seems to keep up with it. Oh, what can I do, you fog? Uh, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. I'm I'm new around here, and I noticed a f- this flag. I I recognize this flag. How did you come by it? He looks over. He's like, oh, oh, that's that's the flag of one uh, Captain Olivier, uh, or ship's doctor aboard his vessel for a number of years. What seems like well, ages ago. You were. I, that's my uncle. He he's my uncle. You're kin to Captain Olivier, are you? Why? What what's your name? My name is Alaris. Why? Well, welcome to Fitch's Fixes. Uh, he, he was a good man. I I don't know what you you've heard of 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 him, but uh, he he's been he's been uh, well missing, considered dead for some time, from what I've heard. Yes, I've heard the same. Perhaps you don't know the whole story, though. Uh, what, what, uh, are you following in his footsteps then, trying to become a pirate yourself? It's all, all I've ever wanted was to, to be just like him. I grew up hearing his stories of adventure and only very recently realized that he was a pirate this whole time. 
Ah, yeah, a pirate, but uh, he was for certain one of the good ones. Uh, uh, he was trying to earn a, a seat on the pirate council, make some real changes, and um, well, for the betterment of the peoples here in the shackles. Uh, from what I heard, though, uh, after I, I left his, his service, he, he failed the free captain's regatta two years back and and was set up on hard times, became near destitute. He'd been trying to make uh, a pirate lord for years, but didn't have much sway on the council outside of uh, uh, Tessa Fairwind and a few of the others. But he did have some enemies on the council, from what I had heard. Uh, and one of the worst of them was, well, the pirate lord Soranash, the very ruler here in Arlo. Avamar and Olivier uh, had clashed over the years. Olivier balked at the idea that Avamar treated his people as uh, they were expendable. The, if the sea devil attacks didn't kill you here in, in Arlo, then Avamar and his men, well, when they come back from port, they have a bloodlust about them. And that didn't sit right with your uncle. Well, anyway, I, I Avamar uh, picked up on this and suggested in order to gain favor on the council and, and bypass the trials of the free captain Fregata that your your uncle and his men take on the next task and try and, and settle an untamed wilderness here in the shackles. An isle, but not just any island. Uh, well, Avamar sent him to a place no pirate crews returned from to tell a tale. He sent him to the island of empty eyes, an accursed place to be sure as any that exists in the shackles. What? What is it? I, do I know anything about this island? Uh, you can make me a, a profession or a salian lore or or geography. Um, maybe no. history might might work too. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, we're gonna we'll go with your two roll on this. Oh boy, where is this clueless today? You know, he'll he'll give you maybe like a few tidbits from from what he's heard, but you know, it's a place. You know, there's like a lost colony there um, that uh, no one's heard from still, and a few different pirates have attempted uh, to get there. It is uh, kind of like on the north side of the shackles, and has been um, hinted at is perhaps have had a shellish base on it at one point, but they say it is is haunted by a, a, a race of people that um, used to uh, have a, an empire here in the islands and have gone extinct. Their, their ghosts won't let anyone settle the place. And you said it was the island of what eyes? Empty eyes. Empty eyes. Like, you know, a hollow skull. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my my adventuring days are behind me. I, I hung up my sailing cap and settled here in Arlo to try and help people in need. Uh, if I can help you and your crew, I will. Uh, I brew up potion. I, I can brew up any potions for you at cost, uh, as any kin of Olivier and your crewmates. Uh, why? Well, the crewmates of me and the lads that were on his ship. Um, may Phrasma rest his soul. That's greatly appreciated. Um, we definitely could use some alchemical um, potions and things, uh, yeah, given our recent uh, adventures. If you guys have some purchases you can make up to a certain limit, um, we'll, we'll talk about it off air, but feel free to 
take some half-priced potions um, nice. purchased from him. How many hot dogs does five gold buy? Five. Mm. Hot dogs oh, are in Pathfinder. I did it grab... on the hot dogs. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I did grab... Uh, a, a ten does get you some information about the Island of Empty Eyes. Uh, it, I think I'm, I said most of it. Lies on the northern part of the Shackles. No known settlements. Uh, Chelish warships have sometimes been scouted in the waters near the island. But that's just, you know... They, they're coming down from the north, so most any islands on, on that side of the Shackles have probably had them put in, you know, to get water or things like that. Um, right, so he'll, he'll uh, you know, tell you to, even if the store's closed, feel free to knock and he'll, he'll get to brewing for you. Uh, and you got, Alaris, you can catch up with the, the rest of the crew as they go to uh, the bar room, the High Tides Tavern. You guys can get to drinking and carousing with about a quarter of your crew who are eager to spend some of their their share of gold and get some good food and drink. Perhaps lay with a hunk of Schlothario or a, a busty wench. The The rest of the crew can like come over in shifts and what have you, but uh, there's only about eight of them here. Is that a quarter? No. It's a quarter of 28. Seven? Seven? seven. Yeah, about... Yeah, but we'll say uh, you pick what seven you want to be here, and they're they're carousing. Definitely, uh, uh, only maybe uh, one other officer, but for the most part, uh, uh, who do we got? Who do we got? Oh, we can grab Albear. Let's Albert. grab Albear. Already said Albear was there. Mahim, Mahim for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I'd like to bring along Contrabar Shortstaff if I can. Ooh, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sandara. Oh, she's an officer, right? So she's an officer. She's I think we automatically here. Someone's, someone's got to watch the ship. Mm-hmm. I can't pull every officer off the ship every time we, oh, <laughs> we okay, do something. Gotcha. Is Scrimshaw Jack there? Please help me. Scrimshaw Jack, Jack. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I promised we'd take him. I actually think I did promise that we would take him along <laughs> on the next thing when I rebuked him the last time. Do you want any of your uh, uh, secondary PCs here as well? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I think Kovic would would want to go ashore and, and check it out for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll pick I'll pick some some random folks to show up. I'd bring Oz along. Uh, I mean, uh, and, and we have Itchy Toe. Yep, that's about seven. Um, great. Sorry, we're just we're hanging out on the map of the shackles here. Wow. But uh, just having a good time. They're already yeah they're already uh, started drinking and all of them raise a cup as soon as you guys walk into the high tide uh, and there's you know more townsfolk that start to pour in as well as, uh, as sailors and stuff um, the bartender here is missing a, a hand it's got a, a scarred up face and introduces himself as devilish Pete who serves you guys up and as other guards and traders uh, show up here uh, they, they start, you know, plying you for, for tales and news and things from other islands. Um, perhaps maybe a few prospects looking for, for passage or things like that. Uh, including a, what looks like a, a, a dark-toned humanoid skulking in the background. That's definitely, that's you, Jonathan. But before we get to that, uh, as 
the man of the hour, everyone's looking to Captain Cassius to to spin tales of the Tidebreaker, really introduce this ship to the, the outside world as, um, I mean, it didn't exist a month ago. And Cassius, this is one of the first times that you have sailed a ship into port without the crew revolting. Oh, as yeah. Or sinking the ship. And this is one of the larger hauls you've ever brought in. That's true. So Cassius is lit. <laughs> I can I can just imagine him just like paranoid on the deck as the as the port approaches, just like looking around like, is something just going to come <laughs> out of nowhere and just blow this ship up? What's... Yeah, well, I think you can tell. I think you can tell he's maybe what or was not anymore. He's probably very drunk at this point, but he was kind of on edge. He knew of, he knew the reputation of the port of Olo. He knew the last time he made port, the the ship like was in tatters and he was laughed off the dock pretty much. Oh. So, well, last time you guys were attacked by a water knock and things didn't. Almost didn't yeah. go. Oh, no, I, I mean, like, at the very, very beginning. The last time he brought the Curse Phoenix into port, like, his full ship into a big old real port. But Yeah, Captain, so, that, yeah. I, that brings, I, I should mention, I accidentally set the boat on fire. It's at the bottom of the <laughs> harbor now, so. Oh, uh, no, no. Look that'd at that. be all fixable. Without a ship. <laughs> Been there. Been there many a time. Ugh. Um, yeah, but uh, you you do have a large group that kind of gathers around you looking for tales. And this brings us to my augmented uh, system from the adventure path, uh, which is called Infamy and Disrepute. Um, I've augmented it here for second edition, but mo- mostly for, for the podcast, um, because the system itself wasn't as exciting like I don't I don't know how much you remember about the first edition of it, Jabert, but never felt like you got anything really cool. Um, Disrepute is going to be a total kind of evaluation of your reputation in the shackles as a pirate, as a crew, and is is going to be a good indicator of how far your name stretches across the islands. And we're just going to build that up over the campaign. Um, It can go down, you know, if you lose some. Of your um, reputation. Uh, so then would infamy be sort of a, an expendable resource in that case? Infamy is indeed uh, basically like token shit you're going to get. You can buy some powers that will empower your your ship. Yeah, basically special actions and things like that. Um, but yeah, disrepute is how likely your name is going to strike fear into the hearts of other pirates. And infamy is something... Infamy and Disrepute is something that you're going to build up uh, telling tales of your adventures and doing so uh, using your skills to raise your your pirate standing in the shackles uh, for each full day. And that's starting now, and we're going to continue on the next day. Each full day that you spend in port buying drinks, telling tales, entertaining other sailors, uh, you can make a single Infamy check uh, using... um, some kind of chaw skill, deception or intimidate or a performance, like a base check. The other ship officers here can aid using any of these skills. Uh, the aid is going to be the the same DC as uh, the check. So it, um, right now uh, you guys are level four. It's actually going to be 19 so or 14. It's not going to be that hard. 
Uh, the DC for this check is 10 plus your average party level. Okay. And for each five that you beat this DC, you can gain an additional infamy and disrepute point. Um, you don't really have the capability to do it right now, but you can also add, you can spend money in the port um, infused into the local economy, as you will. Uh, each point of plunder that you want to spend, you can add five to this roll um, okay. per month. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And that's like if we're buying gear and stuff like that. No, that's just spending the the giving out gold basically to the entire city. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. And just spending it on uh, your crew and 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 other people that come to listen to your tales. Yeah, I can see how, I can see how that would help. You know, it's like yeah, they rolled into port, they bought up half they, my stock. I got a gold rich. coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this group of pirates just busted into my room and threw a sack of gold at me and left. Let the back have a concussion. <laughs> Uh, right. So, what uh, what would you like to roll here to, to start us off with a, an infamy roll? So, I think so. As many pirate tales go, Cassius, of course, likes to elaborate on the truth, mm-hmm. and so I think he would probably use deception. Not that he is outright lying, but he is certainly expanding the scope of the deeds and feats that were accomplished. Well, you got a lot because it's my it's also my highest skill at a plus 11. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's perfectly fine, but I mean, you have amazing tales to tell, but you can definitely that naga was definitely like 10 feet taller. Uh the, oh, yes. there were like there were technically three manticores on there that were. Ramadu- I think my he I think Mahim will back up the claim that that Naga was like way big. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a big Naga. And what else have you guys done? Uh, you've you, you've saved. I mean, if you want, you, you can talk about how you saved the lives of some of Soren Ash's own men from the Vorse Fang. That's up to you if you want to let that yep. information out. Um, took on a Chelish uh, witch. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but. Um, uh, first, let's. Uh, does anybody want to try and aid here? Once I can again, try to aid. It's gonna be DC fourteen. I'll try. Oh, fourteen! Hit <laughs> it exactly. The seven on the dice. Okay, so that's a, a plus one there, Tyler. Um, what about Hanto uh, or Candoso? Uh, no. Oh no no no. <laughs> oh, if, no! If I could assist storytelling by like bench pressing a table with three people standing on it <laughs> i could help yeah can well, i just talk about like the birds and stuff that i see outside <laughs> no if you want to make a base um performance check uh just using uh can they critically your... fail and make it worse well it depends on your charisma um it's yeah, dc 14 so if you roll a four or lower you can critically fail yeah they could do that i'm pretty sure yeah, so I mean, it's up I to you. Twenty percent chance, I'm but there's more an than eighty percent chance. Okay, yeah. I won't. Right. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm more than capable of rolling below four, as as last week indicated. Uh, then I am going to give a couple rolls for some of our more silver-tongued officers. Um, sure. Or because, like I said, this is going to take place over the next couple 
or next 24 hours, um, Sandar Quinn will come in and reinforce some of these tales as well as um, Scrimshaw Jack. Mm, He's got to be silver tongue. Not an officer, but um, uh, Rosie Cuswell. I think we'll, you know, maybe do some some fiddling. Um, okay, let's roll both of these. Hey, a 1920. <laughs> um, Boy, I'm glad that wasn't an attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just FYI, my first two rolls of the night are a uh, nineteen and a twenty. Let's get it going. That's what we do. I mean, plus, I yeah, if you critically succeed, it's yes. a plus two. Right. So in total, you've got already a uh, an additional plus five here. Awesome. So it is. It is in, even on a one, we still succeed. That's very very good news. Yeah. But also means that we're. I'm now at a total of plus sixteen. So very possible we critically succeed at the check as well. You might not want to shy away from using a hero point. Oh, I'm not going to shy away from <laughs> using a hero point. Not a terrible place to use. Go right ahead and do okay. that. Oh, man. If I could just have as good of a first roll as Patrick. Hey. Hey, you oh, good. You did. You had exactly oh, I did. I rolled a 19 on the dice. That's a 30 before the bonuses. A 35 with said in reinforced bonuses. That is blows the DC out of the water. I mean, that's five points of infamy from that. That is as good as you can do. Uh, And uh, that is enough to earn your first infamy power. (laughs) Yeah. All the first ones cost five infamy points. There's no reason not to spend them because you'll, you'll need a couple of these before you can earn the, the, the higher okay level. let's oh, there's, let's there's sort of like powers. a tech tree to it uh yeah um i think this was the case in the first edition as well mm-hmm. um but the first ones are, are pretty powerful um i'm gonna go through three of them but we can talk about them off air as well so you don't have to make a decision right now like i said you have 24 hours um first one is called get up you dogs and this is for when you are on the tidebreaker on your ship you take two actions to shout to the crew appealing to them to fight harder and and not die and everyone on the ship is affected as if they had a three action heal spell uh, cast by a cleric of your party level what get up you dogs that's pretty good that can be used uh, also once per week so it's like a limited power we got to right. kite all of the bosses onto our ship. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, aren't we usually fighting off of our own no, ship? No, but... Seth, Seth, you're thinking too inside the box. Every fight, we disassemble the tidebreaker, take it to where the boss is, reassemble it in the <laughs> boss arena. We just Boom. carry the capstan with us, like everywhere yeah. we go. I'm, I'm just saying we should we should keep in mind, uh, keep this in mind, if they try to stick another undead on our ship, we've got a... We've got yeah, an undead bomb. Get uh, down, you dog. <laughs> another one is called Shiver Me Timbers. And while on board your ship, uh, you all and uh, anyone on the crew can uh, re-roll initiative or roll initiative in a uh, round you would otherwise be surprised in. All right. Not bad. Eh, it's another one. Uh, third third one, I'll, I'll go through. Uh, I have made up six of these first guys. Uh, it's called No Quarter, and it is another power that takes an action, and you order all shipmates to fight without mercy, and any allied creature uh, 
of equal or lower level within 20 feet gains a plus one uh, bonus to attack and damage rolls until the end of your next turn. Good. That isn't bad either. I like it. And uh, there's no limit on the amount of times you can use that, but I don't think it will stack. <laughs> so, just, oh, oh. <laughs> some things to <laughs> yeah, no corner, no corner. <laughs> some things to think about is after you start telling these tales of of your adventures. Uh, I mean, there are, are members of of Sorenash's ship because this is also kind of your you know, performance that you've done here, um, you know, wishing that they could sail under you, but they've got contracts or are indentured for a certain amount of sailing time here on Shark Island. Uh, but you might catch the eye of a unaffiliated sailor who will come up and introduce themselves. Jonathan, welcome finally to the episode. Can you tell us what are we, what are we looking at? What do we see as your character sidles up to the, the party and Captain Cassius. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you see a Tengu, which is effectively a sort of a crowish bird person, uh, with he looks actually suspicious like a mag magpie. Uh, he's dressed in sort of general leathers and working robes and has a crossbow over his back and is carrying a short staff. Well, mm. he has it on his back as well, I suppose, thinking about it. And um, he's already got a drink in his hand as he approaches uh, Captain Cassius. I've never heard of this race, but it's amazing. Oh, you've never heard of Tengu? Wait till you have... Wait, oh, it gets better. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, a little history about me. Um, and this is before I even started playing Pathfinder with Jabert. We played um, Dungeons & Dragons 3.5, and I made up a homebrewed world as most uh, GMs that are over their head <laughs> do and uh, I picked out some of my favorite uh, races um, from you know all of fantasy worlds and um, as, as like the core races I mixed it up so it wasn't just elves and dwarves and what have you uh, and Tengu were one of them because I cool. love Tengu <laughs> love, love bird people well as uh, the as this Tengu approaches Cassius who is deep in his cups uh, maybe grabs a cup off the table and he would say, Ahoy there, curse healer. Here, have a drink. And even though you have a drink, he puts another drink. I don't know. Maybe he balances it on top of your other drink. And he, Just a wobbling he, tower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he goes, Sit, sit. You have heard our tales and it is only in kind that you share yourselves, you share your... your you share one too, matey. <laughs> Hello, Captain. I couldn't help but hear your lovely little talks there. Sounds like you've got some impressive stuff out there. I hear that you, um, how long are you, uh, he sort of looks around shiftily. How long are you uh, planning to stay in port, may I ask? Hey, we, we be selling off some of our plunder and I suppose we will resupply and make ourselves marry for some time and before we we head off, but we won't be lollygagging here too soon. But the ocean always calls to us all. Isn't that right, mateys? Yarr. Arr, <laughs> arr. Oh, I think, I think seeing just how drunk Cassius is, uh, Honto will just kind of slowly s sneak away his, his uh, tanker. <laughs> 
As if he, he couldn't pull- just get another one. <laughs> he, he just pulls one out of his coat. <laughs> He's like, you want to buy some tankards? When did you get him this magical item, Patrick? Jeez. <laughs> no, there's just oh, all, there's a, a, a tankard salesman uh, on every street corner and all. <laughs> That's It's like their primary export is, uh, um, you know, just says, I... I went to Olo and didn't die, but all I got was this tankard. <laughs> you see a surviving engraving Gary there, now put to work. Oh, nice. Engraving all of the cups. He didn't die. Cassius, uh, I guess Tyler, you know a good bit about Tengu, but does Cassius know a good deal oh, about them? Do you have a a sailing lore and or well i guess that will probably be your best um uh, you know knowledge people's um society yeah yeah what, what you got to, to roll? i have both sailing lore and society but i don't know why why is sailing lore higher oh because it's, it's, yeah well sailing lore is higher so let's do it uh yeah i got a 17 i gotta imagine i know something yeah, at the very least, you, I mean, you've never had a Tengu on your sailing expeditions before, uh, but there is indeed a tradition amongst the Shackles that you need at least one of these avian people aboard your ship to ward off bad luck. They're said to be good luck charms. Uh, Alaris or- would chime in to say, you know, uh, birds can be a, a good sign from Desna and we don't want it'd be good to have Desna on our side Cassius says uh, that'd be true always good to have the god of luck and travels on your side although to be honest I'll take any god to be on my side Desmar included and that looks for a few other. anyway <laughs> my my new friend what what be your name what be what be your purpose here well, I, I'd be called Kukuruk. And um, you can, most people just call me Kuk. And uh, I, uh, I see that you're new in, in the port and thought that you might want possibly a guide. I know the people around here quite well. And um, I could get you in contact with people that might be able to help sell your booty at a good price. And in exchange, I'm looking for passage off, the, off this particular island. He sort of looks shiftly towards the door again. Um, fairly promptly, if I could. And with that, he sort of moves both tankards to one side, carefully not spilling them. Uh, it, it is just a terrible city. I don't know if I've I, I've painted this place <laughs> as uh, as awful as it is, but uh, one of the the worst places to to end up um, in uh, in the shackles. Um, it, even Ichito Greg seems uncomfortable here. It's, the food kind of goes cold and the booze dries up. He says, Ah, Captain, uh, uh, and the rest of you, uh, if and we wants a bed uh, and any of the flea-ridden joints here in town, we, we uh, best go claim them now uh, before we get relegated to sharing A with the horses in the stables. Uh, maybe this bird person here can point us to an inn of, uh, of, of good repute. Aye, Itchy Toe will be right. We've got business tomorrow. We best be making our head comfortable on some pile of mm, pillow. Cook, why don't sh- can you show I, us to I a place? <laughs> can you show us to a place we can go off to dreams? Of course, of course. I look forward to working with you. 
he sort of rubs his hands. Aye, are you going to be drinking that? No, no, only the best for the good captain. Oh, thank you very much. I'll, I'll take this one for the road while we find our place of calling. Now, you guys can go back to the ship, but it, is, it will be like a silver piece if you want to stay oh, over. Cassius here. can't make it all the way back to the ship. There's no way. <laughs> He's yeah. got to find someplace closer. <laughs> I mean, Alaris has got to turn her hat into a boat. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that That's fine. Feel free to mark that uh, on your your character sheets, as well as, you know, if you want a good meal or like a good bottle of wine while in port, that can, that can cost you too, you know, silver pieces. Um, most poor meals and drinks are just, we're talking copper. So yeah. Spend what you may for when you may. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, you guys, uh, for the most part of the officers, or you can float in and out with the other ones here for the next day or so as you're, unloading goods and keeping up the storytelling but yeah as you guys are walking down the alleyways now of a post midnight although uh many hours after arriving there's a, a dread that seems to overhang this port town at night looking up you see a, a silvery sickle moon casting uh down uh very little light on the city uh, making it very dark uh, Greg will take a, a torch from uh, a nearby uh, brazier and will move ahead, lighting a path for you all. But as you slip down an alleyway, also following the directions of our dear Kook here, through the darkness, yeah, just a, a chill runs down your guys' spines as you hear a, a high whistle, perhaps, uh, echoing off the the walls of, of the, the buildings here. Just something alerting you that there is something amiss. Uh, why don't you guys make me a, uh, once we get to said map, a Remember to click on your icon before you uh, roll initiative, as we're about to do. Can can I possibly roll stealth as my initiative, like to sneak, or is it too late now? I don't know how this works. Um, No, because you are indeed being perhaps surprised what is here in the dark. Yeah. Also, twenty's not letting. It'd me. be very difficult to sneak with Cassius next to you right now, since he's being <laughs> disorderly. Uh, let's see. Oh my gosh, you guys like rolled down the line here. Some initiative orders through the torchlight here. Uh, I love that game. Can see in the low light being just on the edge. Uh, of the light being cast from the torch. Uh, what well, looks like a, a leather cad scoundrel sporting a, a crossbow uh, slung in his arms, um, kind of crouched low, smiling down at you all. And even if you, you didn't look up in that direction, he'll he'll call out and say, new ship come to port means meat on my table. Why don't you lighten those purse loads and be off with you all. Me and my men have you, you dead to right boyos. Cassius would heal spin around, but do a full 360 because he can't heal spin correctly at the moment. (laughs) And (laughs) just say, you boys are making a grand mistake. And he puts his hand on Honto's shoulders. My boy here could take all of you men twice, one hand tied behind his back and one leg tied on his front. So you best be just Find a smaller fish to fry and get your meat from easier prey than we be. 
I try to intimidate them, Patrick? Uh, you can try. You're, you're working against a, um, is that a will DC? I am assuming this is for demoralizing, or this is to demoralize, perhaps? Yep, so you are that would be indeed a will DC, yes. Oh, I've rolled a seven. Total? Oh, seven oh no, the, no, 16 altogether, seven on the dice. <laughs> I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, against their will DC. Yeah, that is not enough, of course. Yeah. Unfortunately, as uh, the, this this one, I mean, supposedly there's more of them. This is the only one you can see on the, the rooftop here. It says, <laughs> uh, we're with the Silver Dagger gang. Uh, we, we take what we want here in Arlo. Uh, you may not have heard of us, but when we heard that you've come into a bit of gold, we think it would be more than fair uh, if you were resting for a, a night or two in our city for a bit of a protection cost, you pay us off and you'll be safe as long as you're you're in town. Can Alaris speak? Oh yeah, yeah of okay. course. Uh, we're negotiation stages here. Okay, great, yeah. I think Alaris would put her hands out, show that she is unarmed or, you know, make it look like she is mm -hmm. and say, Look, we, we don't want to cause any trouble. If you'll just come down here, we'll give you the gold that you that you desire. Oh, well, our protection doesn't run cheap. Uh, I think 45 gold pieces and, and you've got our gang's blessing. Otherwise, we pinch what we want from you and, and let the chips fall where they may mind. Uh, but uh, I'll be speaking with the captain here, Mrs. As he, he's the one that's gonna have to make the final decision. Um, would would Cook know this group? If you've been here for some time, yes. I mean, besides Avamar's men, I mean, this is a, a fairly beefy gang. Um, I mean, right now you're only seeing one member, but um, they have, you know, a dozen or so. They kind of have a, a, a rule of the city here at night. Right, so and would, he, would he know if they're, you know, liable to keep their word even if we did pay them? Um, yeah, yeah, for the most part, they have a reputation here in town that they don't go anywhere, you know, so um, they do run, from what you've heard, whispered protection rackets for various businesses and the like. But 45 gold coins, that's a lot of coin. I, I, he turns to Cassius, I, I, I let in good faith, honestly, honestly, this <laughs> just, this just happens. Oh, you're, you're fine, we're. We are guests in a different place of existence. So, of course, of course. And he, like, looks at Alaris. He just goes, of course, we should just give them the gold, right? And he kind of shouts out, this here be Alaris. She'd be the first mate aboard the Tidebreaker. If you are to finish these dealings, speak with her. I'm going to... Say hello to the ground for a second. And he like <laughs> Cassius just kind of sits down. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like you want to take on a condition, Tyler, <laughs> from your, your night of drinking. Please don't not help us fight. What is the condition <laughs> unconscious? <laughs> no, no, I think I just feel like Cassius has the spins kind of right now. So he just wants to sit down and focus on a single point. Uh and he but maybe before he does, he he grabs like his 
purse strings and he goes over and he hands it to you and and, and he's like there's there you go there be there be your gold <laughs> and then he he'll he'll just gotta sit down in the back and let you take over from there. Oh, so Gendoso makes sort of just, a sorry. Sorry, you go ahead, Seth. I was like, what do you think, listeners? Should we just pay the gold and then continue the episode? <laughs> yeah. Uh Gendoso sort of makes makes eye contact with Alaris and just, just sort of makes a, a motion as to put the purse in your pocket <laughs> and just he won't remember this in the morning. <laughs> uh yeah, so he this guy starts coming downstairs, but uh uh, if he sees you guys looking fairly defiant or tucking that gold away, uh, he'll say, oh, oh, that's a shame, isn't it? And let's have a, a, a curt whistle. We get to start this combat with uh, someone's going to get a crossbow bolt into their back. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, did I roll a d20? Let's roll the old d10 and go down the initiative turn order. <laughs> it's... It's Captain Cassius, of course. Every time. How is it not going to be? I really want to go back and listen to these episodes and figure out how many times you've (laughs) randomly rolled on the initiative turn order to see who gets shot first, and it's Cassius. Does he get a plus four to AC for being prone? He does. Yeah, I was about to say, you've got a little bit of a bonus here, but you are prone. Uh, I've rolled a six on the dice, though, and that is going to be a miss. Uh, Even flat-footed here, right? What's your armor class? I don't even think I am flat booted, but unless uh, I'm just drinking. Uh, yeah, I mean, you haven't acted in this turn order, so. Um, I don't think that's in Pathfinder, right? Oh, that, yeah. yeah, that, I mean, that's part of like sneak that's attack, a, for instance, but that's I specifically. I forgot all about yeah, it. Yeah, that's no, a Starfinder thing. You, maybe you're just a little clumsy right now. Is yeah, that, my, my AC is 20, my AC is 21. I like to think that Cassius went okay. down right before the bolt yeah. <laughs> tried to hit him. Yeah, no, it, it sticks into a barrel like right next to your head and uh, like uh, perhaps a little bit of bilge water or something from this barrel starts leaking out of it. Uh, we are going to jump into turn order here. Um, right now you just see this one on the rooftop. Uh, Honto, we are on to you. And um, anything more than 20 feet away from Itchy Toe Greg is in low light vision. He's got normal light for 20 feet and 20 feet of low light. Okay. Um, so uh, I happen to notice on this map uh, directly positioned southeast of Hanto's position is a pile of boxes. Yeah. Boxen. Uh, as the as is the plural. Oh yeah, a um, bunch, bunch of crates and barrels and things. Uh, and uh, that is directly next to the roof that our assailant is on. Hmm. How difficult would you say it would be to utilize these boxen uh, to climb onto the roof? Uh, uh, climb, maybe a little bit more difficult, but uh, leaping from one to the other would be within the realm of your assurance. Cool. Uh, I will go ahead and open up the round with a key rush. Yes. So just uh, two move actions for one action. It's kind of like how um, uh, what you call it, Dragon Ball characters, you know, will like do that jump, like point to point, <laughs> instant <laughs> transmission. Oh yeah. Uh, they're just j- jumping from asteroid to asteroid here, <laughs> and you're so, you're 
up those barrels in in new time. Um. Oh yeah, it is absolutely no trouble for me to oh, no. get around behind this guy. Uh, I, I could even have added more motion to avoid a, an attack of opportunity if it's necessary. So, I mean, I do so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I basically just appear behind this guy and uh, for those who are familiar with the meme, nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see, I've got two options here. Do I hit him? Do I smack him down into the alley? Yeah, do you want to just push him into the alley? Yes. I'm thinking I might just want to do that. So I'm going to open up with that. Uh, let's do an athletics-based... Oh! Um, let's use a hero point. <laughs> to re-roll that natty one? Natural one. Okay. Oh! <laughs> so this is uh, the action. Shove. Shove. Yeah. Uh, shove is against their fortitude DC, if memory serves. I will have right. the answer for you in a yeah. moment. It, it's yes. against their fortitude DC. And yes. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, no. Fortitude's their worst. Uh, you have critically succeeded in shoving <laughs> him off this rooftop. So he moves about 10 feet to the west. Uh, before he proceeds uh, with his downward movement. Oh, he's he's hitting boxes and crates as he tumbles down. How dare boxing. Box tons of boxing. Just remember, just, um, you know, on a on a critical on a critical success, you can also stride after it in the same direction. <laughs> this this is straight up bullying. So <laughs> how do you know if you're just like jumping down after him and like I've got another action. <laughs> I tried um, to warn him. What did I say at you, the start you, of combat? You know, you did warn him specifically about Honto, actually. I did. I really did. So <laughs> we told you. He, I, can't, right. I can't put the chain back on. I guess now I do a flurry of blows. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Poor technically, guy. I would have allowed him to grab an edge, but yeah, that 10 feet out. Oh, boy. No, no edges here. Um, uh, only an 18 and a 6 on my attack rolls, though, so. Okay. Let's Unless see. his state of being mid-air and not having <laughs> a footing gives me any kind of bonus. I'm pretty sure those are both misses. Um, I'm sorry, this is, I mean, you're striking him when he's on the ground. On the ground. Uh, which, no, laying on the ground does give you the flat-footed condition. I was correct about that. Yeah, uh, when you're um, prone, uh, to, people to next to you get a bonus to attack. Oh. Uh, yes, but that that 18 is still not enough. That is a, a miss. Sure thing. Uh, you obliterate the box right next to him. <laughs> he's like, he's, <laughs> the gang leader is very much awake. Um, All right. Okay. And I have concealment until the uh, start of my next turn. So. Oh, do you have low light vision? Do I have low light vision? Yeah. No. Oh, well. That case was he. Uh, you have to make a um, flat DC five check, or or he is not falling off the roof. Oh no! Don't do this to me. I have to do it to you, Seth. Oh, you have low light vision rules here for a reason. Wait, do I not have low light vision? That seems odd. I forget which characters do or do not. Alaris has it because she's want, half elf. I, I knew Alaris did, yeah, but I wanted to set this up so we can have a little if night I, combat. If I do have it, I haven't. Um, you I said. haven't put it down. So. Oh, just roll a d twenty for me. We'll see what happens. All right. 
No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I barely made it. <laughs> you I did. just made it. <laughs> I just you rolled a D twelve oh. first. I was like, oh no. Uh but yes. Uh that all happened. That wasn't uh fan fiction from from Jonathan. Uh oh okay, good. boy howdy. Okay. Well, thankfully I rolled fairly well, so they're next in the initiative turn order. So single action. This guy is going to stand up. And oh geez, Elise. His action economy is not great here. Um, I imagine he's dropped his crossbow, uh, which means he is going to pull out a, uh, a falchion, um, a forceful uh, weapon. Or familiar. And uh, it's going to make an attack against Honto, of course, and says, uh, oh boy. He'll call out to his his mates to target you as well, but I don't think they've got a good line of sight. Uh, single attack against Santo here, an eight on the dice against you. Your your armor class right now is twenty one. Yes. Oof. Okay, that is just a hit. Uh, if he can get past the DC five, uh, can someone check? Uh, oh yeah, he's not within, or you're not within twenty feet as well. So. Uh, well well, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. I have to key rush. Key rush. I'm just moving yeah. so fast. Right oh, now. goodness gracious. Well, regardless, that failed. Yeah, key <laughs> he rush. Dark pulls out this falchion and swings at me, and he's just like, no. Just a quick jerk to the side. Darn you, low light vision. Uh, okay, and we do have some, some players outside um, who are going to, to take some actions. Uh, let's see. First, a move to reload I think they're going to try and stay in the darkness if they can and get an angle on a Candoso and a shot a shot in the dark, six on the dice is going to be a miss um, this last one does not have any way to see, that, that one came from the north I should mention, this one to the south they are around the corner behind some boxes so cannot see um, Ijito Greg is now cowering against his captain uh, we'll do another random shot against one of the four of you guys here so Cassius you cannot be it <laughs> yes uh, which means Candoso no um, single attack Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! It's been good knowing you, Cassie or Candoso. Uh, as soon as this other arrow misses the captain, uh, one hits Candoso square in the chest. Nineteen on the dice. Oh. Critical hit. Oh, that's Cassio's name. Our child, Cassioso. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. 23 points of damage. Oh, boy. Ah. Yep. Uh, it is a huge bolt stuck squarely in your chest. And um, I technically have another attack I can do with this guy because he can reload. And uh, we'll send this one against someone else. Oh, Alaris, one, one for you too. Yeah. All right, 16 on the dice. This is the second shot of the turn though um that is still gonna be a hit yeah mm -hmm. 
uh, for 11 points damage. And your feathers are ruffled, uh, kook, but uh, you you are undamaged uh, <laughs> from from these these gang members attack. Uh, you are in the initiative turn order next. He's and, definitely uh, ducking and zipping those. <laughs> your your new friends have, have shown both their skill and their your their aptitude for perhaps getting picked on. Um. Kook will wave his hands in a mystical configuration and mutter some arcane words and turn invisible. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh. And we'll that then... is, of course, two actions at the very least, right? Yeah, and then use his move action to scuttle by those barrels. <laughs> uh, okay, and you have... Do you have low-light vision? I do indeed. Okay. All right. Um, you can sense there indeed you hear perhaps someone um, panting the sounds of reloading out here in the, the darkness somewhere, but uh, yeah, you cannot see them as it's the edge of the light. Um, now, mind you, if you need to, uh, if you guys want to, I guess it's not an action, it'll be a free action. If you want to have Itchy Toe Greg crawl to, to one of you and bring that torch closer um, either direction, feel free to call on him. Um... But uh, for now, uh, yeah, everyone else, you saw your your new bird friend just disappear. <laughs> like as soon as the fight started, he's gone. <laughs> uh, Cassius, Captain Cassius, I think we'll have to have sobered up with uh, the the crossbow bolt by your head. Uh, what would you like to do, Tyler? Yeah, maybe the, the spin's subsiding. Uh, so Ichito is huddled next to me, so we're both kind of on the ground together right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess, and I know one bolt came from the south and one came from the north. Mm-hmm. Jabert, do I know if Candoso has the ability to create light? Is that something I've seen you do? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure I do it with some regularity whenever I'm oh. up, up on top of deck. Or even when I'm under deck, because you're not supposed to have an open flame under, under that's the... true. Oh yeah. Let's well, assume that is then common knowledge. That is an ability of yours. Yeah. And do you want me to cast it on your hat? Well, <laughs> make I think Cassius. <laughs> yeah, Cassius will <laughs> shoot will that hat right off. <laughs> grab the. He's gonna grab the torch from Ichito, and he's gonna look over and he's like, he's gonna say. Sounds like Honto's got the leader. You two take the north one. I'll take the south one. And he's going to stand up. He's snatching the torch from Ichito, a free action, Patrick. Um, I, I will say you can um, command him to, to give it to you. All right. I'm going to take it, uh, stand up, and Cassius is going to begin to move south with the torch. I am changing your icon to emit lights. Let's see if this works. And let's see. I can move to about here. And okay, cool. Uh, looks like further down south, indeed, I see a crossbow wielding villain. Mm-hmm. But I am, I am about noticing that thirty feet away from me as you've you walked down a, a good deal in the alleyway. Yeah. And that is out of range for a knife. Um, boy, I'm not going to be able to uh, attack them this turn. That is unfortunate. 
So in, I think instead of, is there something I can take cover behind that is within a move action of me? Yeah, I think that would be an action to to take cover. Oh, you're right. And I'm in the middle of the road at the moment. With I'm sorry, will two actions not get you to them? I, two actions would get me right to them, but I couldn't attack. Mm. And I would just be literally standing in front of them going like, no, you take a full attack on me. Well, what was your, what I... <laughs> your, your third action? So my, well, my third action, I was hoping to do, try to do something defensively so that I'm not as easy to shoot. Hmm. Um, but I don't know what that will be considering I'm in the middle of the road. Are you regret, regretting taking on one by yourself at this point? You want to call uh, them reinforcements? No, I, I just didn't think they would be so far away. <laughs> uh, and I'm crossbow's just, I'm, got a 120 foot range. Yeah, the crossbow has a big range, and I'm now staring down a potential lot of damage. Uh, I just kind of want to break line of sight. I'm actually going to take a move action to move. I think over here. Okay. Yeah. And so I, you can. I think Move out of out of um, line of sights. Uh, yeah. So Cassius, maybe as he like lifts up the torch and he sees, he just literally sees someone aiming a crossbow at him, and he's like, "No, not not right here. This is a bad place." <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I do appreciate um, you taking the light and running away. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you guys were targeted because the light was was on you. You know. So uh, let's see here who. Uh, did you have a third action, Tyler? That is all. Uh, pull out my sword. Oh, right. Uh, then we're on to Candoso. All right. Well, <clears throat> Polaris can see just fine. <laughs> well, in low light. Uh, okay, right. So is, right so now, is it, is it right darkness now, outside of like the 60-foot range or? Uh, 40 foot. So, I mean, she can bear, see like 10 feet ahead of her from where that torch is, is throwing light. Okay, okay. So that's So that's low light out to there right only it's, it's only normal yeah. light out 20 feet correct okay so, so right now as you know greg's a very large target he's within that that uh that bright light cowering right. on the ground so from where i am if i only have sort of normal vision can i see anything right now other than cassius sitting <laughs> standing there um if uh i mean if you want to make a perception check you can see if you can um hear or sense uh, what square someone's in, but they have uh, whoever's out there has total concealment. Okay. But I'm in low light myself, right? Correct. Hmm. So if someone were to attack you from the the darkness there, they would have that um, 5% mischance. 20% mischance, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, DC 5 is what I meant to say. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Hmm. Sorry, spells and all that. Jonathan knows what you're going through, right? <laughs> Making a, your first Pathfinder Second Edition character, you made oh, a yeah, so magic user. <laughs> uh, all right. And concealment is the same thing, right? Twenty percent mischance. Is that right? No, total. Con well, total concealment is fifty percent. So full, full on darkness. Um, but uh, uh, regular concealment is the 20% mischance. chance. Okay, right. Okay, so then obscuring mist doesn't make any sense right now. 
It would um, just make it harder to. Well, I mean, it, it's uh, the same. You. It's the same concealment. I don't know yeah, if yeah. you have to make both, but no. Um. Yeah. Why don't I just make myself a huge target? Um. I'll cast well, light. You can cast light on a rock and like toss it, right? And then I have to spend an action picking up a rocket, and then I have to spend an action throwing a rock, and then I don't have enough. Then, then I'm still holding a rock at the end of my turn that's got light on it. <laughs> I'll guess what? I will allow you to uh, uh, pull a coin from your pocket and toss it as one action. Okay. Uh, you can cast some light on it. That's nepotism. That's your your practicing favorite favoritism, Patrick. <laughs> I think I thought the light spell says that. <laughs> Maybe it does. Um, no, nah, I mean I guess I want it on me just so I can move okay. around with it. So I'll cast I'll cast light on myself. Okay. And I'm gonna uh, make a move action. All right, I'm going to change your character as well. Now, how how you you give off light twenty foot radius? Oh, so you you work the same way as a torch basically. Right. Yeah. Light's just like a torch. All right, I've affected your token as such, and I don't think. Can you see someone on the edge of your vision? You got to move forward. Uh, I can see. I can just barely see somebody. So I'm going to move in that direction. Okay. Lighten them up in the bushes. Hey, you there in the bushes? I see. Oh you. no! Oh, they're in full light now. Okay, Alaris Delcaren, your very hurt. Uh, crewmate Candoso has has moved north here. Yeah. I'm going to do what I was planning to do and ignore what the captain told me to do because he doesn't <laughs> seem to know what he's doing right now. Oh no. <laughs> and I am going to move down to the uh, person that Honto is threatening. Oh bye. On the other side of him. Uh, as I'm doing so, I'm going to pull out my sword, stick it up against his back, because he's, I presume, still facing Kanto, and say to him, your friends can run, but they can't hide. We've got you covered. Can I offer you some protection? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. It's only 45 gold. It's a lot of gold, yeah. I'm sorry, you were you were you were uh, throwing it back in his face, correct? Yeah. Are you are you going to attack him as well, or? Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't okay. know if that was like some sort of role or something that I needed to. I don't know, intimidate. Yeah, I mean, you could, I'm really bad yeah, at intimidate. Yeah, you could roll intimidate to demoralize him. Yeah. Can I yes. not? Can I not? Because I only have a plus one to intimidation. Uh, <laughs> that's fine as well. Deception, <laughs> maybe. I think there's a few bonuses for the knife in the back. Deception doesn't matter what you say. You could you could make the most amazing speech in person oh, if, and if just you wanna, roll a five. If you want to faint instead and say, "Wait, wait, we'll we'll give you your gold," I swear, and then <laughs> throw your sword on him. That doesn't sound nearly as cool, though. No, That's true. just yeah, just dead. I think I personally think you should make the intimidate check because you know it's gonna be really really sad. As cool as cool as that was, you get a a plus two bonus for sure. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's only a ten. Sorry, not gonna do it. I know. 
but you've got an attack here. Please go ahead. <clears throat> he is flanked. Oh no. I'm gonna re-roll that attack. Two on the dice. I would a lot of I twos would today. do I know. I'm rolling really, really low today. Not a whole lot better. That's a sixteen. That is a miss, as he is now fully he's aware of your guys' tricks pushing people off buildings. Uh I, I forgot to mention he had taken some fall damage um from from ten feet up there. Um, Me too, man. This sun going down early. It's I'm not all about that, you know. That's <laughs> gracious though. Um fall damage. Tyler, I see you're confused at fall. What? You can't take damage from a season change. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, no cold damage all the time. Are you kidding me? They make lights for this thing. It's called sad. Yeah, I get, <laughs> I get exhaustion every summer. Yeah. Too hot. <laughs> I'll link you to it. I'll prove it's real. <sighs> um. Yeah. So he, he already looks a little beat up here as we as we continue on into turn two um, with Honto. You've got a flanking buddy. Um, and like a good first mate, she has disobeyed her captain's orders <laughs> and let the two spellcasters go after a single one of these gang members. Yeah, I know. I, I'm really proud that <laughs> that we managed to not split the martial characters amongst uh, the enemies evenly and are critically injured <laughs> <laughs> a friend is now totally boned. <laughs> what do you want to do, Hunter? Uh, Rebecca, what is it with you and having reptilian flanking buddies in these games? It I just know, seems right? to, that's like just how it goes. All right. Well, I think to start off with, I am going to enter Wolf Stance. Oh. Uh, and uh, let's do. A flurry of blows. Come on, what else was I gonna do? You know? <laughs> oh no! 28 Ooh, versus AC. <clears throat> Flat-footed AC. Probably uh, not a critical success if an 18 misses. That is a hit, but it is not a critical success. Got it. All right, here comes attack number two. 20 versus flat-footed AC. <sighs> two hits though, oh boy. Okay, oh, so that is nice. 23 piercing damage from these strikes. And you said, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. that Fortitude is their worst save. I remember you making like an, an offhanded comment about that. He did that. let that slip. He did not, let that slip it's just not a great. little bit. It's not, a, it's not amazing. These look to be uh, a more dexterous uh, folks, more cat-like as opposed to wolf-like. I'm going to go ahead and attempt to grapple him with mm -hmm. assurance, which means it's an 18. Does that meet or beat his uh, fortitude DC? That is a miss. Really? Yes. It's very close. <laughs> it's ridiculously close for assurance, okay. but that will not do. Uh, you have a third action? Uh, that would have been my third action. Oh, oh, because you entered Wolf Fist. Okay, yep. uh, we're going to go on to their turn. Uh, this guy is, uh, between you, Honto, and Alaris, very hurt. And he 
doesn't like that you have palm healed strike and elbowed and need him what for good um you sure you don't want to rethink that offer i can give you protection only 45 gold hey i'll give you a discount only 40 gold um actually he's gonna he'll he'll wait to respond to that to see how his his teammates do (laughs) because first up this one is gotta try and you only you got you got a a big threat and a magic user barreling towards her um candoso there's a a big grown man with a huge gaping chest wound running (laughs) towards her Ah! magically lit up uh is making a target of himself she's gonna spend an action steadying her shot studying you and try to put another arrow right there in your chest candoso with a with a bolt sticking out of him blood pouring out breathing all haggard and limping towards her with that bolt sticking out of him looks like a bird he's coming right for us help help me i've been shot (laughs) okay Uh, it is just a 10 on the attack dice that is gonna be a hit though and oh boy some extra damage coming your way uh 11 points not good of damage as another bolt finds perhaps perhaps your leg this time central artery and you're also taking a little bit of um, extra precision damage as she's trained that shot but Uh-oh. her third third action has to be reloading uh but you are pretty sure next turn she's going to be able to get off perhaps a couple shots is Candoso going to be our second torch now? So was that uh so so that was an extra four points of precision? Oh no, I'm sorry, it was eleven points total. Okay, eleven total. I rolled fairly low on the. I rolled a D10 yeah. and a D8 and rolled low. Uh, the other actor down here is going to um, uh, pull a falchion as well and move forward to <laughs> Captain Cassius. That's perfect. Waste all those actions. Yeah, a cu- couple actions, and it's going to make a, a strike as well with that sword. 19 oh. on the dice. Critical hits, uh, Patrick. Yeah. Just so I'm, I'm great at this game. So I've rolled <laughs> so many natural 19s tonight, you guys. <laughs> so many. Patrick oh. is about to win Pathfinder, you guys. So we have to stop him. <laughs> oh. So low. Uh, 21 points of damage on a crit. Just twenty one, and that is after. Hey, your crit can your crit can legally drink now, Patrick. You (laughs) butthole. After seeing (laughs) his two teammates do damage to two of your crew, uh, unfortunately, he's not taking the deal, Alaris, and is going to try um, the gang leader here. uh, Make um, well, he's going to study Honto up and down, make a couple attacks against him. And this is in low light, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so he will have to make these low light checks. I'm going to do the checks first. So these are, uh, I mean, I just can't roll one, two, three, or a four for both of these. Okay. Well, the first one is a failure. Uh, I've rolled the four on a D20. I hate light. Why did I set this fight up at midnight? I hate it so much. So his <laughs> next attack, his first attack just hits the wall right behind you. Let's see if he can get the second one off. A 10 on the dice is not going to be enough um, against a Honto, who's too fast for him. Kakarik, we are back to you. You are invisible. And it, I mean, 
unless you're <laughs> communicating as such, they might have think you just disappeared. A figment of their imagination. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, he will, while still invisible, will wave his, his, his hands once again and mutter under his breath and will cast uh, Illusionary Creature. What? <laughs> oh no. What, what um, is this? And will basically make it as if the, as if he summoned a rock golem style thing in front of the pirate lady to the top to the north. So it just sort of rears up and goes grrr at her. <laughs> oh boy. Illusionary creature, is that the name of the spell? That's the name of the spell. Is this one she will have to interact with in order to disbelieve? I'm just double checking it now. Um, I can speak through it, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I'll be doing the, the pretend guru a bit. I believe they have to specifically interact with it to, to try and disbelieve. My goodness gracious. I don't have a token for it, unfortunately, but... Kendoso, do you have that spell? Uh, no, that is arcane and occult. Man, this guy is just way cooler already. I know. <laughs> cooler than all of us. I know he also doesn't have a big bolt sticking out of his chest. He's that way does cooler. Help. That does help with the with the prestige. I, have to... I know he looks so much more competent than me. Oh boy, I got egg all over my face and blood all over my pants. <laughs> so yeah, so that's gonna try and distract her basically. Um, uh, right, and it can be it can be a large creature. Uh, yeah. Let me... Honestly, that probably surprises the heck out of Candoso too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I just blast it. Get out of here. We're bringing in we're bringing in some art from the web. Here's a uh, a large statue head <laughs> for the illusory creature. Um, Hey, your illusory uh, uh, rock golem has a really nice haircut. He does. I worked hard. Um, yeah, and then for my other action, uh, for my last action point, I will draw my crossbow. Kalidokali. Um Cassius, we are back to you. Uh, okay. Here's what we're going to do. How many actions would it be to snuff out the torch? I think think just a single perfect we're gonna attack twice and then snuff out the torch <laughs> so oh do i want to do i want to try to faint or do i want to just try to do damage let's yeah actually oh well they do look dexterous i probably won't be able to tumble through them let's insult them let's try to do a diplomacy we'll try to do a bond mod here against your will dc I don't know mm-hmm. if your will DC is very good. Is a 20 enough to insult you? That is not enough. I'm sorry. All right. Well, then we'll just do a single attack. Boy, would love to have panache during a fight. Does a 22 hit you? Uh, that is a hit, though. All right. 11 points of damage. Okay. And one of the few points of light here in this alleyway you want to uh, turn I'm off. I'm snuffing it out. Yeah, we're going to snuff it out. Okay. I guess I'll just keep editing your guys' tokens every every time you want to change things up. Boom! We're in darkness on the south side of the, the alleyway. Uh, as we go on to Candoso, there's a giant rock monster right in front of you. Uh, how fortuitous! <laughs> An ally has appeared. A real ally. <laughs> uh, yes, it I'm- is very real in every way. I'm going to run up and I'm going to flank with this real ally. 
uh, which uh, I was reading about it. Uh, it does it does uh, create flanking. Yeah, it can make attacks and make itself seem like it's real. The illusion can cause damage by making the target believe the illusion's attacks are real, but cannot other otherwise directly affect the physical world. That's very interesting. That's pretty good. Anyway, I'm gonna. Is this person by any chance wearing uh, metal armor at all? Great question. I think yes, because it is studded leather armor. Hooray! Which does have metal plates in it. All right, plus one to hit. Shocking grasp. Hey! Oh no! Twenty-nine versus flat-footed. Oh no! <laughs> uh, critical hit. Yes! Shocking grasp came through. Ooh. You needed the the flanking. You needed that the plus leather. One. Uh, with metal plates, bone. <laughs> wow. Critical hit on the shock. 37. Oh, goodness. Man, this one like, is shocked. I feel like after many episodes where 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 Candoso tries to use shock and grasp or some other sort of damaging spell, we talk about how disappointing it is that it just hasn't like really I mean, gone off, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got like a, it's got a, about a 10% chance of being really rad. Yes, I mean, you rolled an 18 on the dice there. Good job. Yeah. Um, ouch. Uh, that one. Also, also that guy has taken 1d4 uh, persistent electricity. Oh, goodness. On their turn. Uh, actually, it might be 1d4 plus one now that I think about it. All right. Uh, uh, can, but you, that. But yeah, moving on turn. forward, plunges. The, the southern part of the alleyway into darkness as we go on to Alaris Delcarin. Um, pretty sure this guy's still in front of you, but now has total concealment. All right. She is in the darkness, going to whisper menacingly. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Leave me alone, Rebecca. <laughs> Leave my cool gang leader alone. All right. This is your last chance. Deal or no deal. You want protection, or should I just leave you in the dark to die? You're you're in my town, girl, and and I'll I'll I'd rather die than than, than see you embarrass the likes of the Silver Dagger Gang. Uh, all right. You made your choice, and Alaris is going to run up to the other uh, crossbow person. Oh, oh, okay. Didn't see that <laughs> you made your choice. Bye. <laughs> ah! All right, is that uh, two actions movement? Or? Her intimidation skill is really, really low. Need I remind <laughs> you? I swear we'll get you. All right. It was very Kaz of you. Moving up to this one and making an attack? Yeah, I'm making an attack. Oh, no. oh, oh that's a critical oh! hit. Critical hit. Oh, on this this uh, <laughs> oh, wonderful female gang member here, another critical. <laughs> she is very unlucky. <laughs> she is. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be twenty-seven damage. Oh, you cut her down to size. <laughs> uh, she is near dead before she hits the ground here. That'll show her leader. Onto <laughs> <laughs> we're on to you in the darkness with the gang leader still. I'm taking oh. my I'm taking my persistent electricity damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. I deserve it. I'm owed this. 
That was one of the best bullying turns we've ever had. <laughs> this poor lady saw a Poor lady, rock she golem. almost killed me. She saw a rock golem. Got almost shocked to death. Only a poor lady because she missed death. you. Um, uh, hold on, I need to finish wiping the tears out of my eyes. Honto, uh -huh. you're in the darkness. Uh huh. You just saw Larry just run up and murder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, wow, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, so rules wise, mm -hmm. this is this is pretty bad, right? Like I can make a, a series of attacks in front of me, uh, but. They all have a fifty percent miss chance. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, total okay. total concealment. If you want to attack that square that you just saw, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I will attempt to utilize my senses other than sight mm -hmm. and strike twice because eh, math, you know, might happen. Who knows? True. I mean, you got food to food. Okay, that's 28 on the first attack, 19 on the second attack. So I think only one of those is going to be a hit. If I get above it's like a 10, so I have to roll an 11. Yeah, I believe so. Oh! <laughs> Wrong die roll game. Hey, uh, natural 20. It, well, it's a success. Yeah. Uh, how much damage are we doing here? That's a 16 piercing damage, unless that 19 hits miraculously somehow. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Didn't think so. Uh, but yeah, through the darkness, you're striking out at him, and you're just mm -hmm. oof! Well, if he can't see the attack, <clears throat> does he get any, like, I mean, are they flat-footed to that attack? Or I'm just trying to, trying to find a bonus for you there, Honto. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, but I don't want to take a negative, so I don't... No, he doesn't get a bonus. Not that oh. I know of. Uh, what, what do you want to do for your next action? Chances of landing a third attack or more are pretty awful. Hmm. Let me... Um, this has been pretty pointless in the past. Uh, but disarming... Reflex DC. There is no way that's happening. Mm. Uh, On your third attack, might be difficult. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess I don't know then because I, I don't really have any other actions I can take. I might just leave it at that. Just do a couple attacks and just chill. I mean, I could, I could do more attacks. <laughs> like it, it would be. It's just a hail mary. All right, you know what? Hail Mary time. No. And then, no. So, okay. There's there's some scuffling in the dark to the <clears> south. <throat> um, I think I'm going to do kind of the same thing here. Just throw out a bunch of haymakers. Oh, actually, no. Um, well, another sharp whistle comes out. And I think, I mean, they have they have light as well. Uh, it will take a couple actions to pull it out and oop, turn it on. Man, if I had a sharp whistle, I definitely wouldn't put it near my mouth. Uh, this one to the south will pull out what looks like a, a large lantern and light it up as an action, which means we've got a single action left for you here, Tyler. That's fine. Hey, as long as you can't attack me three times. 
Worth it. I've only rolled a six on the dice. What's your armor class again? 21. Yeah, that is a miss with the falchion. But that means that the uh, leader of the gang has some low light vision here for three attacks on Honto. Let me roll those mischances first in the dim lights. Oh my goodness gracious. Wow. That's oh my amazing. goodness gracious. <laughs> Darkness for the win. I mean, it doesn't matter if those were my attacks or my mischances. I rolled a three, a two, and a two. Wow. That's that's my turn. Kook, uh, we're back to you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kook uh, uh, will sustain the uh, illusion and right. basically order it to rumble its way over to flank the leader to help out Honto. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, does it have like a movement? Speed? Uh, I didn't see one. I assume it's just the same as whichever the goal, whatever a golem would be. So I'm guessing 30. I will have to double check that in the future. I know. Two actions though. So. Uh, yeah, I think you might be able to get get to the leader if it's got any kind of range. Um, yeah, that, that's fine. Just two actions just to give him the flanking bonus was the idea. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will allow that for sure. Do you want to make an attack? Uh, no, because it only has two actions when I sustain it. So it was just two actions to get there. Oh, I mean, I mean do, do you... Oh, me, as in my character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to scuttle uh, across the alleyway towards Ichito, Greg, and hide with him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Um, and that's me. Cassius, we're back to you. Oh, we're going to try to do a risky tumble through against your reflex DC. Ooh, I maybe got it. 26. Success. Whoop. We're going to appear on the other side of you so I can get one of those unbelievably difficult to obtain panache points. And we're going to, I should be closing down here. So let's make a title cutlass attack. Let's make the first one and see where we are. I've rolled a 14 on the dice for a 24. I think that is a hit for 10 points of damage. Uh, yes, yes, very much a hit. Okay, another 10 right. or so on them. And uh, then for the third action, let's attack and we will use the confident finish as well. Okay. Because my team is nowhere near close enough to take advantage of any kind of flat-footed um, debuff. So we're just gonna make an attack. And oh, I've rolled a I've rolled a miss. Um, mm -hmm. So you're only gonna take half damage on this. So you're just gonna take uh, five points of damage. Okay, another five. Yeah, he's not looking too good. That's the third strike, slashing strike you can against him. Uh, Candoso, uh, you've just you know, Laris have double teamed this gang member up here, fricasseed with electricity and and slash down to size. What would you like to do, Bert? I am going to... Uh, first, I'm going to make a move action. I'm going to step forward. Try to get get a little little more light up in the situation here. Mm -hmm. So this guy is technically in low light. Is that right? Yep, still in low light, I believe. Okay. Uh, I might go ahead and cast a level one spell. Uh, Gust of Wind. Uh, that guy can make... The fellow that uh, is fighting uh, the captain can make a fortitude save. DC is 20. Oh, no. Oh, I, I can't I can't stop rolling 19s. I'm sorry, Jabert. Critical success. 
Hey, Patrick, can you uh, like clear your cash real quick? We no. All right. That's Never. my turn. Wait, I'm sorry. It was a fortitude? Yes. Uh, not a critical success, just a success, I should say. Oh, okay. Uh, then, 19. well, then it, it, at a minimum, he can't move in my direction. So, got that oh, so you're pushing him down the alleyway. A, a stiff wind picks up your feathers, kook, as Ichito Greg says, oh, oh hello, Mr. Bird Person. <laughs> Typically, I just keep my head down when the master fights. I don't think he's uh, considering, considering, considering he's invisible, he's like, he just nods and goes, yes, no. yes, Good, yes. Goodbye, Mr. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Uh, oh, technically, Itchy, itchy Toe Greg also has to make a fortitude save. <laughs> oh, boy. Here comes, uh, yeah, that's a failure. Seven on the dice. Is he tumbling down the street? Uh... He is not prone. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you just roll him over. You're like, Bow! Yeah, if it's a critical failure, he, he, he goes 30 feet. So, oh, so no. not not a critical. Seven on the dice. Okay. Oh, geez, Louise. Alaris, you monster. <laughs> Alaris you is going to run up to the leader and say, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I am well, once again asking you to consider my deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this man is gonna die with zero dignity. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize Alaris was wearing some nice hand-woven mittens. Yes, she is. Oh, All right. Goodness gracious. I am going to take a strike. Actually, I am not flanking right now. Can I attempt to faint? Uh, do you have enough? action economy to move and do that? Oh, no, 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 because I had to move twice. Right. Uh, she'll just take her curve blade against him. Yeah, he's looking pretty darn weak. That's only a 14. <sighs> Three, Three on the dice. dice. It's going to be a miss. Bounces right off that studded leather armor. So we are back to Honto, top of the turn order, turn four. I just want to say, this is all mm -hmm. part of Alaris's game. She's just playing with him. It's like a cat and mouse thing. She's <laughs> she missing wanted to miss. Whole sense of security, absolutely. I think this is gonna go down. It's one of the funniest episodes of the show. It's just. Honto, please t take this gang member out. Yeah, it's getting late, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you hear that? Uh, roll twenty. Cooperate with me here. Uh, Cooperate let's... dice roll. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Ugh, no, it's my best chance, and first one's a miss. Ah! Oh, a two on the dice is also a miss. Oh. It's the worst. It's the worst. So got a chance here, third attack, right? I got four attacks I can do, yeah. Keep All on right. rolling. Oh, no. no. Oh, oh. Does 19 hit with flanking? It does. <gasps> oh. Oh, light. <laughs> I do need to make a check. Oh. Oh, good point. I believe I am in low light. Yes. No! Oh, no! Oh! oh. Welcome to the, the craft club. No. Why I roll them before my attack roll, so I, I'm not <laughs> literally devastated. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, Well, good news or bad news? G good news is uh, this light source disappears, Captain Cassius, as this guy uh, runs runs well off the map. The one, one fighting you. As he sees oh, teammate I... dead and a giant stone golem fighting now on your guys' team over here. Uh, bad news is Captain is going to go down swinging. Uh, 
and well first i'm going to make these mischances the the concealment mischances oh jeez louise a 20 yes, and a natural use one. Those 20s. Use them. but and a four too so two misses only this first one is a potential hit it's going to try again for honto oh here we go 14 on the dice uh not a critical hit but a hit all the same yeah, pretty good damage uh 17 points of damage as he slashes at you and says silver dagger gang Kook. that's not even half my hit points kook we're we're back to you um is, is the illusionary creature about to destroy this guy <laughs> i think it might try um i'm assuming i know the ruling of this but i thought i'd just double check uh my invisibility says that it disappears if i take a hostile act does commanding the illusion to punch someone count as a hostile act? I'm assuming it does. think so. Well, actually, I can make this really simple. I can tell it to hit it and then shoot him with a crossbow. So that works oh. as well. Well, that, that might be all it takes. So make that attack. Uh, well, two attacks if you want with the, the illusory creature. I just realized I have absolutely no stats for this thing. I roll a d20. Well, I'm yeah, pretty sure tell us it's based off your spell um attack oh oh, oh, oh ignore the ignore the third one that was a mistake so there's just the first two jeez louise a 20 okay so mind you it might be able to disbelieve this but you're doing 2d4 plus twice your spell casting intelligence modifier right my intelligence uh, modifier is two actually no it doesn't have a chance to disbelieve this right it's not too is there uh, a mischance on this with it being the golem? Uh, it, it's, it's really, well, it's. I'm it, happy to roll it either way. I, I think it's him controlling the golem, so I would say no, but uh, roll some damage and <laughs> let's see what happens here. So that's what effectively 3d4 then? Well, no, only one hit, didn't it? So just 2d4. Uh, yes, yes, 2d4 for that crit. So three on the dice, and what's your intelligence modifier? Uh, two. Two. So four plus three. Uh, that is seven points of non-lethal damage, which is not enough to to knock him out, but enough to where he believes it to be real. I think. <laughs> nice. Uh, as uh, what would what would be done from a, a big old hit by that? Um, and this this last one, do you want this fifteen to be your crossbow? Was that? Uh, no, that was just an accidental press of a, the wrong number. Uh, okay. You can have it as my crossbow if you want, but yeah, I have sure. got a macro. Uh, uh, it's up to you. If, if you want to roll your macro, we can keep the 15. I'll, I'll roll the macro because I don't know the pluses otherwise. Well, good thing we did. All right, so <laughs> it's only is it only one point of damage, though? <laughs> yeah, it's not okay. very, not very hitty. <laughs> uh, it's okay, because that means uh, Captain Cassius gets the last laugh here, perhaps. Um, yeah. This guy is nearly dead. We're going to hop up on these boxes and I'm going to try to sort him in the head with my high ground advantage. <sighs> and flanking with Alaris. And flanking with Alaris. <sighs> He's been pushed off a rooftop, beaten, slashed, shot. <laughs> now he's just like a single point of... Uh... Oh, let's re-roll that. I, don't, I haven't. I haven't used my hero point re-roll. Haven't you? And I rolled a seven. I don't think. Oh, I no! You you just knocked the uh, deception roll out of the park. Yeah, first thing. So let's try that again. All right. 
Oh, Tyler, no. Natural one. Captain Cassius not going to do it for us. All right. Well, that was a move action to get mm-hmm. there. And one, I guess I can make a second Hail Mary attack. The, re- the redemption arc. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is he's a drunk. terrible example he's, for the he, invisible coup character. He's, he's a, he's a oh. drunk man at the moment. So. You guys have You're this lucky game leader surrounded. Candoso, please take him out. I'll do what I can. <laughs> Uh, yeah, indeed, I'm gonna. He just bug. wants a good death at this point. I will give him a bad death. No! <laughs> um, Blow raspberries into his tum tum. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Pink belly, pink belly, pink belly. Uh, let's awful see waffle. Yeah, let's see. I was, yeah, I was 35 feet away from him before. So, do you need to move forward unless. Lighten up this alleyway. You see a bloodied, beaten, uh, and <laughs> very off, off target. Apparently tonight, gang leader. Uh, yeah, alive. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, produce flame. Okay, so you get a reflex. Uh, it's just an attack roll. Oh, which is good because I'm gonna re-roll that. Good, because you rolled a four. I rolled a four on the die. That's not what you're looking for. Just you want to see. We're going all in to take out this one guy. <laughs> oh boy, get some damage. That ten. Uh, Twenty is uh, versus AC. Oh, that's a miss. It's just a miss. <laughs> Alaris, to back to you. Please, <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh no. You're flanking. Alaris Don't is flanking. Please just let him die. I tried to give you a chance. Wait, do I even know this guy's name? I don't even care what his name is. Kurt Blade. <laughs> My, name's 22. My name's Denny the dog catcher and I'm dying. Oh. <laughs> it does uh, 18 with, damage. Oh yeah, he had like three hit points. So with a slash, you've <laughs> you've taken him down, taken him out, as you guys can lick your wounds. Ugh, your critical ants set off for bed. Uh, I imagine Kukarik comes back to the the realm of the the visible as this uh, illusory stone creature is dispelled. I, I apologize. Sorry. Um, I did warn you that there were some nasty people about. <laughs> Ook, you missed it. You missed it. There was this rock thing here. You missed the whole fight. Oh, I know. I know. I'm I am cowardly. I am sorry. Uh, we'll get them next time. Uh, Cassius might even might even say, Cook, they they said they were the Silver Dagger Gang. Is that, is that a group you're familiar with, seeing as you're our resident Arlo person of knowledge? Yes, yes. Uh, very, very nasty people, as, as you can see. Um, Cook definitely knows that taking out a couple of them will... Give you some more some more bonus points um, of infamy uh, here in Allo. Not enough to buy another power, but um, boost your total up to six infamy for the, the port here. That's good. Um, yeah, and but d- despite the shenanigans, has this crew indeed impressed you enough that you're you're willing to throw the, your lot in with them, Jonathan? <laughs> Well, definitely. Um, the alternative is he's already in hot water with a lot of people here already. So, right. yeah, sure. Sign him up. 
who, who do you think you would uh, want to work under directly as these are all kind of um, uh, officers on the ship? Ooh, now that's a hard choice. They yep. all have their own pluses and minuses. Got the first mate, uh, Alaris. You've got your master at arms, Honto, uh, quartermaster, Candoso. Itchy Toad Greg isn't an officer, is he? Last time I checked. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think a fellow magic user sounds good, so I would I would work with um, Kendoso. Gotcha. Uh, right, so joining up with them, you guys can trundle off to bed here. Um, and of course, not too long before you finish up your business in the port, uh, not many morning sunrises over Shark Island before you guys are back on your own ship, back on the Tide Breaker, making waves, perhaps back towards Rickety Hakes to pay off the ship. Perhaps earn a greater fame along the way, taking on some more ships or some more tantalizing targets. Oh, but of course that is a tale for another time here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Your a special, a special double long episode so we can keep uh, our guest up until all hours of the night. Uh, <laughs> I he sleeps overrated. Uh, Jonathan, <laughs> thanks so much for being with us here tonight. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, this yeah, is really John. fun. This is great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It was great. Your character is a lot of fun too, so that's that's always a bonus. <laughs> I, I, to, I said uh, shenanigans achieved. We're all good. Yeah, there you go. I, have to, I have to try if I ever play as as Kook. I have to try to do a good British accent as opposed to the purposefully bad ones mm. that I do all the time <laughs> here. Uh, Talden is what <laughs> they speak here in Pathfinder. <laughs> Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, but thank you, Jonathan, uh, for for supporting us, making the show possible, and uh, folks. Uh, thank you all for playing with me tonight. Thank you, thank you Patrick. Thank oh, you. We'll see you next time here on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Yes. Arr, arr.